this week's episode of The Wow, the podcast that will help you navigate your way through the world of adulthood and the uncontrollable forces of womanhood. I'm Georgina Beasley, your host, and in today's episode, I speak to the wonderful Lauren Kerr, the fantastic force behind Life Above Zero. I chat with Lauren about all things manifestation, what it is, how we can do it, the psychology behind it, and how we can lead happy and fulfilled lives by using Lauren's tips. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. And if you haven't already, come join our community on Instagram at thewowpodcast underscore. Before we begin today's episode, I want to start by acknowledging the Ngunnawal people, the traditional custodians of the land I reside on here in Canberra. I pay my respects to their elders past and present, and I extend that respect to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander listeners here today. Hello, Lauren. Welcome to the WOW podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. The question I ask all my guests to start off with is if you share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I I always find this question so funny when people ask you because like so many people define themselves like what they do, like for work. I'm like, but who who am I? Like, I'm just your girl next door. I love the sunshine. I love food. Um, I'm from a small country town, which isn't actually that small, called Albury. Um, but yeah, something a little bit more about me, I guess I've always been really passionate around holistic health, psychology in particular. Um, and I decided to study psych at university. And then from there, I fell into child protection. I don't know what I wanted to do from work. I wanted to help people and wanted to be involved in a job that was emotionally rewarding. So I ended up working in child protection and I also was studying life coaching on the side I had a blog and I was just kind of following my passions, I guess. I didn't know what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be. I just knew I loved personal development. I loved self, self-development. self I loved mindset. I was drawn to psychology. And um, I guess they say you find out what you like by also finding out what you don't like. And when I was working in child protection, I found the work just really heavy, um, emotionally draining. And I just knew it's not something I wanted to do for the next 50 years of my life. So I started doing some soul searching, I guess, and just kind of leaning more into what did make me happy and what, I guess, I enjoyed reading and learning about and doing in my spare time. So it kind of led me down a rabbit hole. And 10 years later, here I am. (laughs) I'm a published author. I'm a life and mindset coach. And I mentor thousands of women around the world how to create a second income online. So there's lots of different things I do and I'm part of. But at the end of the day, it's essentially just helping women create a life that they love and making their health and happiness a priority. I love that. What a beautiful way to describe yourself. You guys actually might have seen Lauren on social media before. She does come under the Instagram handle Life Above Zero and released her first book last year titled The Same Life Above Zero. Um, Was it last year? Am I right? Yeah, it's so exciting. It got shared with the world last. Yeah, it was been it was last year. It came out in bookstores, but it feels like it's been three or four years coming. Like I finished writing it probably three years ago, and I started writing it four years ago. But yeah, the world got, the world got its hands on it last year. <laughs> 
and what a year to be releasing a book. I know personally I got into so much reading during the lockdown period and I mean your book was just so needed for 2020 for those of you who um, haven't heard of it. It is such a beautiful read about really looking inwards and redefining who you are and helping you on um, your journey I guess to self-development. Uh, you mentioned before Lauren that you know you on your journey you really want to empower women and help women achieve their goals and ambitions in life which is such a wonderful thing to do so I feel like you're the perfect person to be chatting to today about this topic because I don't know about you but this year and last year the word manifesting was everywhere I swear everyone was talking about it everyone was doing it, manifesting these goals, manifesting where they wanted to be in life. And I just, I mean, I wouldn't even know. I just don't know where to begin. I don't quite understand how it all works. So I'm really looking forward to unpacking that with you in today's episode. So I guess to begin and to delve into it, if you could provide us with your definition of manifesting. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. I feel like it is, it is a buzzword. I... I don't know, because my background is in psychology and science and research, I'm a very um, black and white person. I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to my book, because as much as I'm all, I'm very positive and I'm, I love positive psychology, I just, I'm not a very fluffy person. So I feel like a big part of what I do is goal setting and goal orientation and productivity and time management and leadership. And then I think over the last 12 to 24 months, I've seen a lot of spiritual coaches come about and a lot of women talking about manifestation and manifesting. And I was like, what is this word? Like, I feel like so when you actually sent me through the questions, like I was saying before we started recording, I was like, oh, there's that word again, manifest. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go straight to Google because I think even I don't, I my, I guess, perception of manifesting is just goal setting and taking inspired action. It's just getting clear on what you want, going after it and bringing it into reality. Um, but I feel like a lot of people, when it comes to the word manifestation or manifest, it just sounds spiritual and woo-woo to me. It just kind of sounds like you hope for something and it would just kind of rock up. So I was like, okay, well, what does manifest mean? So Google told me is an adjective. It's a formal way to say something is apparent to the senses and is evident it's clear you have, if you have strong feelings about something, they will manifest on your face, for an example. Or if you manifest a particular quality, feeling, or illness, or it manifests itself, it means it becomes visible or obvious. So for me, when I kind of put my spin on it, I'm like, well, all manifest is, is you get clear on what you want. And then it, it once you get clear on what you want, it, it becomes apparent. But for me, then it still means you have to take the inspired action or you have to, have to do something. It's not just going to be like, I want this and I dream about it and I talk about it all day, every day. It's just going to manifest in my reality. It's, I think, firstly, getting really clear on what it is that you're wanting to manifest or become evident or become a physical form in front of you, but then also taking the inspired action to bring that into fruition. Mm, yeah, I really, I really like that. It's so fascinating, isn't it? The way that this word manifesting is resonating in today's society and culture because really it is just a, a drummed up word for goal setting <laughs> it's so strange the way that it has I guess entered our society and our pop culture and our dialogue and it's now such a big thing being used by so many different people whereas goal setting's been around for such a long time and and I agree with you in the sense that you know 
I didn't quite get it because to me, sitting down and, and thinking about these dreams that you want to have and not really putting the action in behind it, like me sitting down and going, I want to live in a big house one day or drive a great big Range Rover one day, that's not going to actually lead me to get achieving that goal. Like you need to put into place those, those classic smarter rules that we got taught in high school or whatever it is in order you need to do the action in order to achieve the goals. Yeah, I think, and if you delve a little bit more into it, and um, there is people now, I've delved into it more myself over the last 12 months, but what are these spiritual coaches teaching? Like, why is this a charged buzzword? But I guess another form of the difference between goal setting and manifesting too is a a big part of manifesting, I put in quotations because you can't see my hands, um, is also getting really clear on your subconscious. So it's about thinking, well, although you say you want this, um, unconsciously or subconsciously maybe you're vibrating here or you don't feel like you're worthy of it so what will manifest in your reality is what you unconsciously or subconsciously believe that you're worthy of so a big part of quantum physics or manifestation is also thinking about well not so much about what you want it's also it's awesome to get clear on what you want you've also got to think about at the end of the day um, I'm going to try my best to explain this but when you are goal setting the reason that you set goals is because you're just chasing feelings. Like let's say you, the reason you say you want to buy that car, you want to have that job, you want that relationship, or you want to have that baby, or you want to go on that holiday is because you perceive or you believe that when you get there, you're going to experience a certain thing or feel a certain way. So at the end of the day, we're chasing feelings. So a big part of manifestation is, is not, not so much thinking like I have a goal or I achieve something that I feel this way. It's actually turning it the other way, being like, well, what if I feel this way? And then I track the goal. So getting really clear on what's the feeling that you think you're chasing um, and start embodying that feeling today. Start um, acting like that person today. Start taking inspired action or thinking like that person would today. So rather than it's not like when I do this, I'll do that. It's like I'll do this first and then I'll manifest that reality or I'll achieve that goal. So it's a big, um, a deep dive, I guess, into your own beliefs in what you're currently believing and what you think, what you're thinking Um, to be able to bring, I guess, that energetic vibration up to attract or manifest that reality um, sooner rather than later. Right. So to to make sure I'm understanding this properly, I mean, I'm kind of, the way that I'm looking at it is that maybe manifesting is looking at things a lot more on a deeper and more internal level than goal setting. So maybe asking more of those why questions like, why do you want this? Why do you feel that way? Really looking internally and doing a lot more reflecting. Am I on the right pathway or am I completely wrong? Yeah. So I guess my, my approach, like I said, I'm pretty black and white. So all the stuff that I teach or my content that I deliver is all really about yeah, setting goals that align with your highest values, making sure that you know what will bring you fulfillment, setting goals that align with that, taking inspired action. I talk about how to um, I guess stay focused on those goals, how to be excited about those goals, about the psychology behind goal setting. Um, but in regards to, I guess, a lot of people's other approaches about manifestation and quantum physics, a big part of it, like I said, is, is experiencing the feelings first. So um, I've actually, I might even send it to you guys so you can link it in the show notes, but I did a open eye meditation and manifestation on our podcast earlier this year, because I think it's easy to experience it rather than me talking about it. But Essentially, it's kind of like, well, like attracts like. So you first, you've got to get really grounded and connect. So gratitude is the easiest way to bring you back into the present. Um, then you start thinking like clarity, like what is it that you want? What is it that you're wanting to create? Um, but then once you've got that vision, really embodying or thinking about, like you said, 
how will I feel when I achieve that? Like if I can envision myself have ticking, ticked off that goal or I've achieved that or I've, I've become that person, how would that actually feel? And then you can start visualizing it like, well, how would I dress? What would I think? How would I behave? What would my day look like? So this is really cool for a few different reasons because it brings around that feeling now. So you get to tap into those feelings now. And the brain is so smart. It's actually really crazy. It doesn't know the difference between physically experiencing something and psychologically creating it in your head. So if you can visualize something, and that's why sports psychologists do it, um, you do mental rehearsal, you do visualization, you do meditation, you do vision boards, there's neurolinguistic programming. If you can create a vision in your head, your body can still like create adrenaline, it can create cortisol, it can create excitement, it still creates all the physiological, I guess, cascade of events just by imagining it. So by you getting clear on your goal, visualizing it, really trying to connect emotionally with the emotions you feel so you can bring those feelings about now, not only do you get to experience all the beautiful feelings that you're trying to chase, but it also helps you unlock new thought patterns because you're like, okay, well, I'm now stepping into a new reality, even if it is just mentally. Um, from this space, I unlock new ideas. I unlock, so you can, once you're sitting in that space, you can start thinking about, well, how would this girl behave? How would she show up? How would that next level of me respond to that situation? What would her day look like? And it, it gets you to start thinking about, well, how, how do I need to show up? Like if I want something like the very idea of a goal, right, is obviously to create something you don't have. Like you're here, A, and you want to get to here, which is B. So get to A to B, you've got to grow. You've got to exert energy. You've got to take inspired action. So that at its very core, a goal means you've got to change. <laughs> like you've got to do something. Um, so if you want to, if you want to achieve something or do something or become something, or if you want something different, you're going to have to do something that you've never done before. So the whole point of you then visualizing, connecting with your vision, getting clear in that emotional connection, feeling those feelings now, tapping into the possibilities and the thought processes of, of that person now, it might unlock opportunities or ideas that you hadn't previously thought of because you weren't thinking of that energetic space or in that does that make sense I feel like yeah I'm no it makes complete <laughs> sense I, I yeah I get where you're coming from it's actually really interesting I just want to take you back to what you're saying about the psychology behind this I'm wondering if you could touch on that a little bit more and explain that in more depth about the benefits behind this and what the science does tell us about why it's so good for us and why we should be doing it yeah, so a massive advocate. I'm a massive advocate for mental health. I that's essentially what drives me to do what I do. I think a lot of people overcomplicate mental health. A lot of people don't talk about mental health, so it just gets put in a back burner, or we just think it's too hard and we just avoid it. It's like this big black cloud in the room. But essentially, I honestly believe that we all are different. We all have a different recipe, or I like to call it a personal formula for fulfillment and for success. And if we could all take the time and the space to get clear on what brings us joy, what makes us happy, what's important to us, what's our highest values, if you were to firstly explore that, identify that and honour that, you'd be really happy. And if you could look and find our way to monetize that, I honestly think that's also your personal formula, not only for fulfilment, but for success, because like that's what you'll be happy to persist at because you're passionate about it. Um, so when it comes to goal setting, so for me, when you talk to somebody who's um, depressed, they're stuck in a rut, they're anxious, they feel like they're not going anywhere, 
they're not inspired, they're not enthusiastic about life. A lot of the reason it comes down to two things for me from my experience working with people and their mindsets over the last 10 years. Firstly, um, they've just got nothing to look forward to. They've got no goals. They're not counting down towards anything. They're not striving towards anything. They're not excited about anything. They're not focusing on anything. So that's the first thing. And secondly, if they do have goals, a lot of people who I find are reporting these kind of feelings, they're actually not goals that are intrinsically motivating. They've got goals, but they're not actually that important to them. They might be important to their spouse, their parents, society. So they're busting their butt for a job that they hate. They are striving for things that society deem as successful, but isn't actually important to them. So a big part for me, goal setting isn't so much about achieving or or becoming or ticking things off. It's not really about that. It's more about alignment. And it's about, hey, once I know what's important to me, how can I set goals that align with that? And so firstly, that's going to, if I can do that, that's going to help you wake up every day with intention. It's going to help you wake up every day with purpose. It's going to help you wake up every day with excitement. It's going to help you wake up every day with a little bit more clarity on what to prioritize in your life, like what to say yes to and maybe what to say no to. Um, so for me, a big part of goal setting is, is yeah, it's more about living your life in alignment. And so um, there's a psychologist called, I don't I can never pronounce his name correctly. Um, I'm going to try. Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, I think I said his name right. Um, he's known for his research on flow. So um, flow is probably another word that I feel like was a buzzword that you hear like, I'm in flow or live in flow. Um, and I feel for me, I'm just like, give me the science, give me the research. So this, the research and the science behind flow is it's this phenomenon. I said that word right. Phenomenon? Phenomenon. Yeah, um, you've got it right. <laughs> I can, I'm not a very good speaker, guys. Can write, can't speak. Says um, the girl with her own podcast. I love that. <laughs> I just do that because I know I can help people. It doesn't necessarily mean you you can talk. Um, that's a conversation for another day. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, flow. So the science, the research has found that flow is also really important for your fulfillment. And the only way that you can experience flow is by stretching yourself with goals. So if you, for an example, if you don't have a goal, like I was saying, that's when you feel really depressed, you feel like you're in a rut, you get really bored, you're just like, what's the point? No, you feel like I've just lived the same day, 365 days. But last year feels like I've just lived the same day every day. Like there's no excitement or purpose in your life. So flow is when you need to stretch yourself. You need to have a goal that stretches you and your capabilities or your skill set. It has to stretch you. Like it has to make you wake up and actually have to apply yourself and move your comfort zone. Um, And so it also has to, but it can't be too hard because it's too hard and it's not realistic. It causes anxiety. So it's like this sweet spot. And so a lot of people, um, they explain or they describe flow is when they're like, they're doing something where time just seems to go freely. Like they don't even know how much time has passed Um, for a lot of, athletes it's when they're doing sport for me it was when I was writing my book it's when I do yoga it's when I run um and this is a massive part of finding what what makes you happy too so I've got a um a free value quiz they'll send you as well on my website so if you guys don't know what makes you happy you can do that quiz but it helps you work out because I think for a lot of us we forget especially as we start coming into young adulthood and we start becoming mums for women um 
We forget what made us happy as we were younger. We forgot what we used to do for joy. We forgot what we did in our free time just because we wanted to do it. Suddenly we have people demanding how we should spend our time and what's important and now we've got to be a mum or now we've got to be a wife. And we just forget what where we found flow. And so that quiz is going to help Absolutely. You. Yeah, this quiz is going to help you find because as kids we, we found it really easily and organically. And I think... Well, I think there's just... There's also just no judgment at all. Like people don't, you just don't have that secondary thought about second guessing yourself if you look stupid or not when you're doing it. Like I think kids are just so in the moment and so don't care what anyone thinks about them. Um, I mean, I mean, I personally, this is going to sound so silly. I've taken up surfing and I'm not a surfer guys. I'm going to put it straight out there. Like I look absolutely ridiculous and it's quite daunting when you're an adult starting something when you're not good at it. And I think that's the like thing we're most afraid of. It's like, I get so much enjoyment out of this and I love surfing. You'll see me in the whitewash surfing on the tiniest of waves ever on a massive big blue um, foam board, not looking like I have any clue what I'm doing, but I'm so happy doing it. But it takes a lot of confidence. And like, I personally, it took me a while to actually feel like, oh yeah, I can get out there and do it and not really care about what anyone thinks. Because I think when you're an adult, it's a bit like, oh, if I don't know how to do this, should I really be doing it? But I mean, it's so much fun. And like the other weekend I was down in Tarthra. This is a separate story, but I kind of, this was the reason why I got into surfing and just decided to not feel any shame is that I was down at the beach at 8am and there was this old woman she would have been about 60 years old and she was all kitted up she had a boogie board right with her and she was right in the whitewash with like all the little kids surfing the white like well, boogie boarding riding the waves in the whitewash just having the time of her life and she did not care at all it was so funny she was just loving it and she was so happy and you know the surfers would go past her and say good morning and go out to the big waves but she couldn't give a shit about what anyone thought she was just doing her thing and I just love that and that's it. You're experiencing flow, like and yeah, that's absolutely. It is, and yeah, a lot of us spend a lot of time doing it as a child, and yeah, like I said, we just obligations get in the way. So, way yeah, it's it's a whole lot of like doing some soul searching and maybe doing some self reflection, or it's just about getting really clear on what are your values, what's important to you, and then setting little stretch goals for each of them, so you can wake up with a purpose. You've got something to strive towards, but you can experience flow. And so, like I said, the purpose of setting a goal isn't so much about achieving it. It's it's the very purpose of just setting it because it gives you something to work towards so you can experience flow. You find more fulfillment in your life. And just a fun fact for you too, because I did a masterclass in this last week, so it's still fresh. Um, so a Harvard business study revealed some really cool statistics. So did you know 83% of the population just doesn't have any goals? 14% have a plan but they don't have any written goals and only 3% have goals written down. So the study went on as it was a longitudinal study. So they followed these people and they found that 14% of those who had goals are 10 times more successful than those without goals. And the 3% with the written goals are three times more successful than the 14% who had the unwritten goals and had the plan. So what that tells me is, yeah, like if you could set goals, but set goals, not so much with even the intention of ticking them off, just set goals. So you've got a focus, you've got something to be enthusiastic about, you've got something to be excited about, you can experience flow in the pursuit of them. 
not only that, you end up being the top 3% of the population when it comes to your success, just purely by getting clear on what you want and writing them down. So I think a lot of people just, yeah, a lot of people just go through life and they're like, oh, I don't know what I want. I'm like, well, life is this big, beautiful, juicy buffet and you can order whatever you want from the menu, but you've got to get clear on what you want and just write it down. What do you want? What are you passionate about? Like, Yeah, spend 10 minutes or 15 minutes on a Sunday afternoon, sit with yourself in silence and just do some deep thinking and really reflect and think about those big questions. I really, I love that. That's so good. Um, For anyone that's listening and wants to take hold of Lauren's resources that she's referring to, I'll link them in the show notes below. So go check them out after the episode so you can, yes, take full advantage of those. But Lauren, I have some listener questions for you. And the first is from Isabel. And she wants to know how she can stop manifesting negative thoughts when she goes to manifest her goals. Um, She's finding that she has a lot of negative thoughts coming in. So she wants to, yeah, she wants to know how to stop that. So I think, um, it's not so it's about even just unlabeling it as positive and negative nothing's positive or negative until you give it a label like everything just is if I have a cup half empty and you see it half full who's right and who's wrong like it's all about what you label it so I always love to think like I don't see everything is just neutral um so you either get what you want or you get what you need um there's no such thing as failure there's only feedback so if you're consciously focusing on what you want to create um and you're doing some of those manifestations like I spoke about in the med I'll give you guys that link to that meditation where you're really embodying like what would that look like how would that feel and you're being really intentional about what would be the inspired action that you need to take to bring about that um that result sometimes it's not going to happen like let's just be honest like sometimes you're going to fall short sometimes there's some things out of our control but you can always be like well what was the lesson in that? What did I learn from that? How am I a better person because of that? How can I help more people because of that? Um, I honestly don't see anything as a negative. I just think everything is on the way. It's not in the way. So just when you catch yourself using some of that verbiage, I think just pick up on your language and be like, all right, how can I reframe that? What was the positive in that? And I may not have got what I wanted, but what what did I need? Like, what was the lesson? And um, use that as a stepping stone to stay enthusiastic, revisit your goals, tweak and apply what you learned from the first experience and just go again. I love that concept of delabeling. That is fantastic. I mean, like you said, we're the ones that put the labels on things. So really just having that mental shift and mental realization of being in charge of what label you put on certain words is is quite powerful. The next question is from Claire and Claire would like to know what type of questions she should be asking herself when she's trying to manifest her goals. What questions do you ask yourself Lauren do you have any tips Um, honestly so I guess my process I'll gift you guys I did a free goal setting masterclass last week so I'll actually gift you guys a link so you guys can have the recording you can go through this whole process yourself but my personal way of how I do it is I've got that free values test that I was telling you guys about so your values change all the time as you're interacting with life your values are fluid so firstly I get really clear on what's important to me what do I want to what's my personal formula for success and fulfillment. So I get clear in my values. And then I ask myself, well, what do I want to consciously create in the next 12 months? If I was to honor those values, what would that look like? If I was to live my best life, what would that look like? If I was to step into that next level of myself, 
what would that look like? And so questions like that kind of prompt me to think, okay, well, for each of my values I set, sometimes it's a big goal. Um, in other areas of my life, it might be just sustaining my current efforts because I just want to make sure I'm honoring all my highest values. I don't want one big goal to consume and overtake the other areas I also deem important because that's what leads to burnout. That what's leads to, that's what leads to resentment. That's what leads to relationship like breakdown. So I get really clear in like my goals, some are big, some are small. And then every single day, like I look at them, I prime myself. I've got them on my, my mirror in my bathroom and look at them every day and be like, okay, what's one thing I can do today that's going to get me closer to that goal? Or how would the next level of myself show up? Or what's the next aligned step? Or what's my next inspired action? Or um, yeah, how would, how would, if I was to be all of me and I was to show up as the best version of me, what would I do today? So those are the kind of questions that um, keep me focused and inspired, but also keep bringing them back to what my values were and what I set for myself in regards to what excites me, what was important to me, what do I want to prioritize? So I'm making sure I'm living my life in alignment with what I deem important. Mm, mm. Yeah, I personally find it quite hard to to set goals and separate them from being tangible objects. Um, I guess the best way to explain it is like instead of just setting, I don't know how to set goals that aren't just, you know, my aim is to buy a house this year or um, to save up to buy a car in five years time. Like I'm, I'm not really good at separating the tangible object to kind of, I guess the more inner personal growth um, goals. And I don't quite understand how to set those. So I'm wondering if you have any tips for me, Lauren. I feel like when I do the goals, what I do is like some will just be, like I said, small. There might be like for me, a health goal this year was doing the 75 hard and, um, prioritizing my health and happiness every day or meditating every day but there were certain areas of my life where I had goals like that where I was like I'm gonna buy a car this year or I'm buying uh, another property this year so with the big goals what I do is to break them down is like you said earlier it's that smart formula you probably learn at school like you don't have to do this with every goal some of them are pretty straightforward like meditating every day it's pretty much just meditate every day it's not that hard but things like oh I want to buy a house well, you, the big ones, you have to break them down so they are tangible and they're actually something you can work towards. So that smart formula is S specific. Okay. So if you want to buy a house, you want to buy that car. What house do you want to buy? What car do you want to buy? Like, what is what does it have to look like? How much does it cost? Um, how much do you need? Are you going to be buying it outright? Are you going to get a lease? Are you, you know what I mean? So you get really specific on what you need to bring that about. And then M stands for measurable. So if you're going to break that down, how are you going to measure it? How are you going to buy it? Well, if I'm going to buy a house, I need 20% deposit if I don't want to pay lender's mortgage insurance. So what's 20% of that? That's what I need to save. I want to buy this in two years. So I'm going to save, I'm going to put two, I mean, you have to work it out for you guys. But let's say it's, I'm going to save $500 a week between me and my partner for a house deposit. If I do that for 24 months, I'll have what I need for that deposit. So that's measurable. A is achievable, so making it sure it's it is achievable. So for your current budget, your current income, can you still survive off your um, off your income if you're putting five hundred dollars away a week? Can you still pay rent, bills, car? So it's got to make sure it's achievable. R is results based, so make sure it is something that you can measure and is actually it is going to be because of the results that you take. It's not like I'm going to win a car or I'm going to win the house. Like it's something that you can measure and you can track. And then time-based is the T, um, just being like, all right, well, I'm going to do this in two or three years. And you've got a set date because if you don't have some kind of urgency or a time on it, you don't prioritize it. So you're like, oh, 
you're like, oh, yeah, I like, oh, if your friends are going to go to Bali, you're like, oh, yeah, we'll just go to Bali. We just won't save for a few months. We can just put push the house back. So you just keep pushing it back if you don't. Time is what gives it urgency but helps you prioritize other areas of your life as well. So in regards to your goals, I guess there's, you don't have to do that for all of them. I usually say pick one or two big juicy ones every year, like something that you're excited towards, but you can't just say, I'm going to, like you said, I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to buy a house. It's just going to happen. It's not going to happen if you do it like that. You've got to break, make those big ones broken down using that smart principle. But um, yeah, like the other ones, like like some of the other ones that are more about feelings or like showing up in a certain way or relationship goals, things that you can't necessarily measure. Um, what I'd encourage you to do is listen to that free meditation I'll give you guys because it get, it asks you some really good, it's an open eye meditation, but it gets you thinking about some of those questions I said earlier. Well, what would that feel like in your body? How would you embody that? How would you show up? How would you speak? How would you behave? Because it's those kind of things that you tease out that are kind of hard to achieve and measure. They're not results-based. They're definitely feeling-based and you can sense the energetics of that if you're connecting with that emotionally every day. And it, it means it'll have a different cascade of how you show up in your relationships or how you communicate or the mm. opportunities or the situations that you put yourself in because you're really connecting with the energetics of that goal mm. that you set for yourself. Mm. Right. That's so incredible. Before we do wrap up and finish today's episode, I have some final questions for you. And one of which is if you could recommend three reasons why it's important that we um, look at doing manifesting or goal setting in our day-to-day lives. Yeah. So I'll say I'm not. I'm just gonna get rid of the manifestation work. So I feel like I think it's charged, and I don't usually use that. But I'm gonna say three reasons why goal setting is important. Just so that way, if you guys have a charge on manifesting, you don't discount this either. But um, firstly, for your mental health, um, like I said, it gives you having something to work towards. Gives you focus. It gives you direction. It gives you purpose. Um, secondly, for fun, um, that's where you experience flow. Remember when you're striving and you and you're going towards something. It's it's that's that feeling that you feel when you're stretching your comfort zone and you're increasing your skill set. So mental health for fulfillment and happiness and fun with flow. And then thirdly, I think for achievement, like, like I said, if you want to 3% of people, only 3% of the population are setting goals. Like if you want to have success, whether, whatever you define success to be, whether it's business, it's wealth, it's relationships, it's health, it's all of it. Um, you've got to set goals and get really clear on what you want. So that I think in itself, like we're not here to crawl through life. We're not here to moan through life. We're not here to whinge about life. Like you've only got one life and that's why I call my life, my book life above zero. Like there's life above the baseline. There's life above mediocrity. Like you can thrive, you can soar, you can flourish, but you're not going to be able to experience all that beautiful abundance if you keep just kind of trudging through life. So Having clarity, having excitement, having a focus, not only is great for your mental health, but it's just, it will increase the overall quality of your life and your relationships and your experiences while you are here. Mm, I love that. That's so good. And I'm wondering if you have a quote or a motto uh, to do with, I'm going to use goal setting for you, if you could share. Um, Oh, so many. You can't hit a target without a focus. So I feel like I said, if you if you want to buy a car this year, that's awesome. But what are you going to focus on? Like you can't hit anything without having a clear focus. So that's why goal setting comes so handy. Just getting really clear on what you're aiming for, what you're working towards. Um, yeah, and the rest kind of comes 
honestly, it sounds really wishy-washy, but getting clear on what you want is the hardest part. You've just got to put the time aside to think, what actually makes me happy? What do I want from this beautiful buffet of life? And what am I willing to do to get there or achieve that? Because it's going to take inspired action. Um, So, yeah, what effort are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to do more of? Um, Because if they are goals that align with your highest values, they'll be intrinsically motivating, which means it's not necessarily always going to be easy, but you're going to be inspired to do the work because it's important to you. Mm, That's so lovely. Lastly, Lauren, could you please share with us where we can find you and what services you have on offer? You can find me on my website. Everything's linked on there. So www.lifeabovezero.com.au. You can get my book on there. You can see my, I've got a holistic health program. We also have a podcast, which is Babes Talking Business. You can connect with me on Instagram, which is life underscore above underscore zero. Um, And I'll make sure I send you guys those links to some of those free resources that I've shared so you guys can get clear on what you want 2021 to be for you and set yourself up with some beautiful, exciting goals and um, live life, I guess, lit up and excited and passionate about where you're going. This is so wonderful. It makes me so happy to have had this conversation with you today, Lauren. Thank you so much for coming on and being so open and honest and sharing um, your wealth of knowledge with us. It's been so fantastic. What a great way to start the first interview for 2021. It's been so good. Thanks for having me. It was lots of fun. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Wow. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would love it if you could give me a sneaky little five-star review on Apple Podcasts or just tell your friends about it. Tell your mum, tell your auntie, tell your best friend, tell your sister. All of that jazz really does help, so I would really love it. Anyway, I release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe and tune in next week. Otherwise, come follow me on Instagram at thewowpodcast.com school for more updates. Lastly, just a friendly reminder that the information shared in this podcast is general advice only and does not take into account your personal situation or needs. Where appropriate, please consult a health professional first. Thanks guys. Have a lovely week. I'm on a roll.